0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petropoulos, here with the only two twins that are about to help you win your fantasy football championship. Michael and Jason, what I got Baby Sam. I'm ready to go. What does that even mean?
1: Baby Sam is this, uh, we have like some Funko Pops over here, like little action figures and... For some reason, Sam Darnold's way smaller than the rest is Baby Sam. <laughs>
0: well, I, I ordered the other ones online. Baby Sam I got when I was, uh, when I was like uh, buying my students gifts for Christmas. By the way, all the people that uh, supported me, uh, thank you for that. We actually had excess money, and we're going to take them on an ice skating trip as a result. So you guys are the best. Um, but let's talk some football, and let's talk some fantasy football. Feeling Feeling okay. Feeling okay. so before we begin we will remind you that number one our part one of this episode is out now uh we also have an extra episode for you this week that is explaining a stat that jason invented that we are rolling out this week called true target value and true throw value this quantifies uh, how productive someone is with the volume that they are receiving. Um, it is a formula that Jason, um, excuse me, Jason has worked very hard on that he's tested. Now, the reason why we're introducing this is we weren't just going to invent the stat and then show it to you. We had to test it out. We had to see, does this work? And Jason has been the guinea pig of it. And one of the teams that he's been using it with is a team that faced my team in the Broto fantasy. Uh, we was that the redraft league
1: redraft. Yeah.
0: So, uh, we have some listeners from Broto in the redraft league. We both made the semi-final and my team completely dominated that league. I had like 21 2000 or 2100 points. I had two teams of 2000 points, so I can't remember which one had more. Um, but, um, you your team had no business beating my team, let's just be real. No, nope, but not at all. But Jason, using this stat, started Kenny Stills the week that he went off. Started Robbie Anderson last week. Started Deshaun Hamilton when everyone else was starting Cortland Sutton. Uh other
1: guys too. I don't even remember who's on my team to be honest. A
0: lot of dudes. <laughs> a lot of dudes that Jason honestly had no just he wanted to prove that his stat was working, and it's working. So if you want to go check it out, YouTube.com slash Brodo uh, Fantasy uh, to check that out. Also, check out the extra podcast that we put out. Also, check out us, um, us three, Nick the Lamb and Impy from D-Generation Bets, our brothers over at D-Generation Bets. We're going to be doing a live stream to you on sunday from around ten ten thirty eastern time up until twelve thirty, we haven't decided on the exact time we're going to start yet but we know we're going to end at 12 30 we're going to bring you everything you need to know all the updates that you need to know all the players that we would play all the decisions that we make and all the decisions that um you know will win you a championship we hope you and know, we try Last episode we were talking about
1: how our two best teams both lost in the semis and we were saying you thought you, your team had more points than mine. Yeah. I had 160 more points than you did.
0: God damn your team. You know good. what's the worst when <laughs> I
1: think it's the broto keeper league. My team's really good. Uh I I outscored every single playoff team last week but I lost Two weeks ago, because Todd Gurley sucked it up for me.
0: I backdoored my way That's right, right into that championship. That I backdoored my way into that championship, bro.
1: Like, Todd Gurley disappoints for the first time all year. I lose, and then I score more than everyone else the next
0: week. There's a lot of guys who are disappointed for the first time all year this week. Uh, let's put it that way. Um, a lot of upsets around... Uh, the, if you go on Twitter and you're in the fantasy football community like we are, you can see a lot of people complaining about these upsets. I saw one of the fantasy football experts that we follow. He put up a... Um, a poll and he was asking people how are you reacting to these crazy fantasy playoffs and like the majority said i'm just quitting fantasy that's how you know yeah, like okay. obviously they're not really? obviously that's just a reaction but that's how you know it's hurting that's how you know people are hurting because heavy favorites lost this week
1: i mean yeah my team i tweeted about it it was a ridiculous team had cam newton adam thielen ty hilton robert woods todd Gurley, james connor carry on johnson aaron jones zach Ertz. It's a ridiculous <laughs> team. That's like the Every old time bus. Time team. You say it, it's like, and I, I got my, my uh fee back because I ended first place it's in the, the regular season, team. but to not even make it to the championship, no no winning any money, it's just mind-boggling to me.
0: Mm, he, I, he, all he, I did was get my injury fee back. That fantasy football is a fickle mistress. But guess what? <laughs> we try and we try and predict as best we can uh who will do what and, and when and how and one of the ways we do that is using true target value and true throw value. And, again, you can check that out at brodoff.com. But until then, let's get into the matchups of the week. How do you guys feel about that? you guys ready to do that? Let's do it. Please, sir. Let's do it. Our first matchup is the Bengals at the Browns in an NFC Norch N- matchup. Let's go over to the Bengals because um, the Bengals are interesting because Joe Mixon's been good. Lately, And that's because he's been getting volume He hasn't been efficient But he's been getting the carries and the targets Tyler Boyd though went out last week And as soon as Tyler Boyd went out That offense Became completely stagnant More importantly None of the passing options really Scared the defense And people moved up in that box And Joe Mixon was inefficient After that Tyler Boyd now is out AJ Green is out That leaves John Ross on the outside uh, for the Bengals. That also leaves CJ Uzoma. That leaves uh, what the guy in the backfield I've just been talking about, Joe Mixon. How do you feel about the pass-catching options and the offensive options in general for a Bengals team that has gone from great to sucking to completely off the map? Jeff
1: Driscoll is uh, the only quarterback that he's higher than in – True target value over the last four weeks is Nick Foles, which is a small sample. It's one game. Matthew Stafford, Cody Kessler, Josh Rosen, and Jared Goff. So it's not a great—
0: Jared Goff is dead last in throw value. Dead last the last That's what happens weeks. when you throw zero touchdowns and six interceptions in the last two games. That's exactly true.
1: Um, so Driscoll is not someone that is going to give you fantasy points with a limited number of targets. I think that this is going to be a spread-the-ball offense right now. We're not going to see a lot of targets go to one guy. Tyler Boyd was the one seeing eight targets and finally putting up some type of numbers for the Bengals. But this week, I'm not trusting any of the players that aren't named Joe Mixon because I feel it's going to be a Mixon volume game. Yeah, Joe Mixon over the last couple of weeks is first overall in carries, second overall in touches, second overall in fantasy points. But the thing that uh, scares me a little bit about Mixon is that he uh, it was a close game against the Chargers a couple of weeks ago. They They didn't get blown out like people expected. And then last week, they actually basically blew out the Raiders. And so he was able to get 27 rush attempts this week against Cleveland. I expect the Browns to. <laughs> you guys are idiots. I expect the Browns to just playing around with these toys that we have. Or
0: like they're like children. In you this know what's damn funny, room. guys? A little bit of peek behind the curtain while Michael's doing that. We try to make each other laugh while we're analyzing. <laughs> Like all the time, <laughs> and now we have little toys to play with on our in our studio desks. It's over. it's yeah. really over. It's really over. Yeah, you ever hear us randomly laugh? That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, that
1: being said, I expect the Browns to have the lead for most of this game, if not all the game. Timmy's over here sniffling. He's
0: gonna get sick halfway
1: through <laughs> an episode again.
0: Yo, <laughs> I still can't believe that episode. <laughs> Honestly, like, what the hell happened to our cousin, me? Our cousin, our cousin last week ago,
1: Yanni, who is in one of our leagues. He came over after he listened to it. It was like, what happened to Timmy? We are like, we have no idea.
0: (laughs) I laid on the floor. Remember I laid on the Uh, floor? I think it was a carpet or something.
1: Who knows? But what's it called? Yeah. Sorry, Joe Mixon. I'm a little weary because I expect the Browns to have the lead, which is tough. Joe Mixon only had one reception last week, but he gets used in the passing game a lot. With that being said, we still like him. He's our ninth overall running back. Two spots behind the expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros.
0: Uh. Anyone else from the Bengals you want to talk about, Jay? No. All right, so let's go over to the other side. The Packers Brown. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the Browns Brown. The Brown. If uh, also inside joke, when the Packers played the Browns, we were like, that sounds like a an, an old like 1920s really jazz singer. We've told it a few Packers to, uh, Brown. Packers Brown.
1: Packers Brown. Everybody, and the, get ready for the
0: smooth
1: take of Packers Brown. Packers
0: Brown and the the. the, the Packers Brown and the Mayfields. Packers Brown. Packers Brown and the Mayfields. What so I said. Packers. Packers Brown and the Chubs. <laughs> Packers Brown gives me a chub in my Najoku. Packers Brown mixing it up. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Now he got one up. But neither of those guys are on the mixing. They're, they're playing mixing. the Bengals. Eh. Eh. Ah, let's go over to the Browns. Uh let's talk about them. Baker Mayfield is someone that you guys mentioned you have uh as a QB1 this week. Uh the Bengals have been absolutely horrendous. Uh Yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with you guys.
1: He's been Baker. reliable in good matchups. Against the Bucs he put up 21, Chiefs 18, Falcons 23, Bengals 26. That's his highest scoring game. That was on the road. Now he's home against the Bengals. He's been very efficient this season. Uh his true throw value over the last 4 weeks is I believe top three. So the only issue here is the blowout potential in this game, but I think that Mayfield is a safe QB one. Agreed. Uh Nick Chubb is someone who should be pretty rock solid this week as well. He's our number seven overall running back on the week. He had a hundred overall rushing yards last week. That was it. Nothing in the passing game and no touchdowns the week before that, sixteen and a half. So he hasn't he hasn't matched those two huge games that he's had since Atlanta. Atlanta and Cincy. He's been more of an RB two the last few weeks, but this week against Cincy in a home, they're a home favorite. I expect him to get a ton of work and find the end zone.
0: Uh, the Bengals have been giving up, uh, ridiculous numbers to running backs, Jay.
1: Yeah. Uh, 20 touchdowns actually this season, turning backs in 171 yards a game.
0: <coughs> fire up Chubb. Yeah. Fire up Chubb. He's, he's the only guy in the backfield getting work. Um, and he's going against one of the worst run defenses in the league. Uh, one plus one equals two, people. Uh, let's go over to Jarvis Landry, who has had a resurgence in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. four last week.
1: One week he had a resurgence. Well, two weeks.
0: Two weeks. He was, was over 100 yards
1: a couple of weeks ago. This week he uh, he did have eight targets, but only went three for 37 with those targets. So not great, but he still did have the eight targets. So he's, he's the number one guy there. He's going to get the work. He doesn't have the ceiling, but he's still a solid... Low-end wide receiver, too.
0: What about David Njoku? That's a guy who had high hopes coming to the season. He didn't pan out, but in this current tight end landscape, he's a guy that if you have him, you're probably going to start him.
1: Yeah, last four weeks, Mayfield is fourth in true throw value. So Njoku is seeing targets from him. Uh, He's in the back-end tight end one range of his true target value. Njoku's in that tight end one back-end category. Uh, He's someone that you have to start for the upside. That can definitely disappoint.
0: Let's... Uh, Just a reminder for true target value and true throw value, visit BrotoFF.com to get an explanation of those stats and also to see the stats live in person. Use them in your matchups this week. Uh, Let's go over to our next game, the Bills at the Patriots. Let's start with the Bills. Guys, if I asked you a question now, this is probably going to be a little bit of a leading question. You'll probably understand this, but um, if I asked you who the number one quarterback is in fantasy in the last four weeks, who would you guess?
1: Josh, I know the Allen. answer, dude. Yeah. Right, you guys know the answer. Well,
0: you wouldn't get. You would guess a guy like Drew Brees. You guess a guy like Pat Mahomes. Drew guess Brees a guy. In the
1: last four weeks.
0: <laughs> I get the point. Okay, move on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You are so annoying sometimes. Move on, Mister Man. You gotta. You guys will never know how what it's like to be to talk to Michael and Jason and just they they they're not only smart. They they know they're smart. So I can't even finish a sentence that they don't agree with. Sometimes. Don't call me an asshole. See, see yeah, what. <laughs> um. I like Josh, Josh Allen, Allen a lot at the Patriots this week. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. In this game, Josh Allen or Tom Brady? Allen. Easy. <laughs> I agree.
1: Easy. I like Allen as a QB one this week. He's he has the safest running floor. Even out of Lamar Jackson right now, even when he's not running for a lot of yards, he's finding the end zone.
0: Three rushing touchdowns. Negative
1: actually. game strip script. He's an underdog. That means he'll have to drop back and pass and we're perfectly fine. All his rushing yards are from quarterback scrambles, not from drawn up rush plays like Lamar Jackson. I'm firing up Josh Allen. Yeah. I agree. He had 19 fancy points, wasn't it, last week? Even without rushing for more than 20 yards. I think he had 19 overall rushing yards. He did find the end zone, though, diving it through the pylon. And, sadly, Tom Brady crashed completely back down to earth. Besides, finding Chris Hogan for a 60 yard touchdown on a play. That was... You guys are the worst right now. We're recording very late, guys. I think Timmy and Jason are getting a little delirious.
0: So... uh. Don't blame. Don't blame us that like you can't keep a straight face with the. With, You're the
1: one that's been playing with the toys all day. Now we're getting back. To you I just and the
0: baby Sam. So, Come on, Chris here.
1: Hogan, the 60-yard touchdown. He was actually the most open of any receiver in the NFL this year. He had 25 yards of separation between him and the complete defender, blown coverage. And they ended with 10 points that game. They only scored one field goal the rest of the way. Buffalo is a tough defense. Uh, it's not a good, not a good matchup at all for. For Tom Brady, he is at home, which helps, but I, he hasn't been the set it and forget it QB1 that he's been in the past. So. Well, I'm going to just say we have been talking about uh, wide receivers. I mean, the Bills here. My wide receiver bust of the week, thanks to true target value, is Robert Foster. He's a big uh, guy that's being started and hyped up as wide receiver 2-3 this week because of his recent success. I think it's just entirely unsustainable. Josh Allen, even in his successful games recently is still bottom 10 in the league in true throw value. He's been doing it with his legs, even though the bills are playing better. It's all of his leg game. That's making him seem like a good quarterback. Uh, And a lot of his completed passes have gone to deep passes to Robert Foster, but the Patriots are one of the best teams in the league in limiting deep passes. And I don't see the value there with the amount of work that Foster is seeing. I think it's gonna be a very big bust. I'd rather take a shot on Isaiah McKenzie. He had six catches in the one half last week. Uh, ended up coming back in but didn't get any work. He was he was playing injured. So that was very uh
0: the first half was encouraging and New England's most vulnerable out of the slot. Uh Tom Brady, by the way, um, he's facing a Bills offense. Now, in his career, he's twenty nine and three against the Bills. Right? And so he's been dominating against the Bills. But the Bills have been playing ridiculous. Um in eight of the last ten games, they've allowed a hundred and eighty passing yards or less so this is definitely a passing game that is hard to pass on um did you mention Gronk
1: no I didn't
0: so Gronk is an enigma um you obviously drafted this guy in the second round or third round um you obviously have been sticking with him and he's been not really busting but not well let's be real he's been busting so hold on I'm not doing my sentence all right uh Two weeks ago he puts up a performance where you're like Gronk is finally back and then last week complete nutter bust. So Nutter bust? If you are a Gronk owner, do you even do you can you possibly sit Gronk in the championship? I mean look, Gronk,
1: he's from Buffalo, so he always has extra motivation when he plays the Bills. But if I have Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Jalen Samuels, or Eric Ebron, I'm playing all of them over Gronk. Everyone anyone else, else it's, I'm not. It's, you have to take the shot because it's not like the other guys are reliable.
0: What if Connor plays? Oh, if Connor plays in Gronk over Samuels. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, anyone else you guys want to talk about in this matchup? Uh, Josh Gordon. Okay.
1: Uh, don't love it for him here. Uh, his usage has been questionable le- lately. He's going up against Tredavious White. He has the athletic ability to be an upside wide receiver three. But he's a tough sell here. He's checking it as the 51st wide receiver in true tar- target value over the last four weeks. Yeah. Uh, which I do very much like Julian Edelman this week, though, because of that. Edelman, yes. He's basically been the Tom Brady safety blanket nonstop the past few weeks. And uh, I expect it to keep going this week against uh, Buffalo with Tradavis White on Josh Gordon. I do so. want to say, James White's numbers, if you look at them, they haven't dropped off that much. He just stopped finding the end zone. So explain. I mean, it's kind of explained. Uh, he was scoring touchdowns at an unsustainable rate early in the season. He was making people think he was an RB1. But he is what he is. He's a back-end RB2 flex play. When he's not finding the end zone, he's not a very reliable player. But if you look at his receiving catches and yards, they're not that far off from earlier in the season. Michael, Sonny Michelle. Don't like Sonny Michelle. Why is this? He's our running back 24 and half EPR this week, so middling. I wrote a good pun down for Sony Michelle because I kind of like I like it more than Michael because it's a good matchup. I wrote Michelle has a play when the Pats are expected to win and be up big. This game fits the bill. Belichick. But no, that? they're playing the Bills. <laughs> I thought, I thought of Bill Belichick. Come on.
0: You just say this game fits the Bills. I'm out. Ha-ha. I'm out. Ha-ha. Look, with Sony Michel, 20 carries, 20 carries, 14 carries. 13. 13 carries. I'm cool
1: with him as RB2 plays.
0: It's still quite a drop-off. He
1: has zero role in the passing game. Zero, especially now, now that had, Rex is back. He has one target overall in the past three weeks. He hasn't doesn't have even have a target the last two weeks. Rex Burkhead is stealing some carries. James White is stealing all the passing game work.
0: He's touched on our bust. He's been in defense. He's been in ineffective, excuse me, inefficient. And yeah, he's a touchdown a, a touchdown dependent RB two. Yeah. I I have him. He's one of my staples in my league. I don't know if I could start him.
1: He uh he does he hasn't had double digits since week what is it, week twelve against the Jets. That's three straight games of under ten half PPR points, two of them.
0: The last two weeks he's failed or surpass six half PPR points. Speaking of the Jets, let's move on to our next game. The Packers at the Jets. Packers-Jets. Doesn't have the same ring to it. Uh, Let's start with the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is someone that you considered benching last week, but this week you are starting 100%, in my opinion, against the Jets. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, we have him in the back end QB1 territory, basically. If he plays. Yeah, if he plays. Basically saying if you have him, you're probably starting him. Uh, It's a very good matchup. It depends on if he plays, really, especially for his weapons. That's the most important part. I don't love... Uh, Jamal Williams is a decent play with Aaron Rodgers out there. He saw he had almost 100 yards. He saw all of the work with Aaron Jones out. With Aaron Aaron Jones is out. Williams is gonna be a tougher sell if Deshaun Kaiser is leading the charge because there's not gonna be much. There's nothing. There's not gonna be much for the defense to think about if Deshaun Kaiser is throwing the ball. They're just gonna
0: stop the run and go from there. Yeah. The shady biggest beat beast in fantasy this year has been uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, obviously, if Rodgers is out. He's, his production will go down, but do you think it'll be to the point where he's not going to be a startable player or he'll bust your team?
1: No, I mean, unless you're in like a 10-team, two-wide receiver league or something and you have super valid options around him, but he's done it before with Brett Hundley. He's he's proven to be quarterback-proof, which is crazy because he used to suck. All the props of Devontae Adams. So I'm starting him if I have him. Uh, anyone else on this team that you were considering? Just well, Adams and... Jimmy Graham. Jamal Williams. Uh, as disgusting as that sounds, but the tight end landscape he, he's is... He's still got a broken is finger. It's disgusting. I don't know how even, you start to... Even Graham. three Aaron Rodgers targets, is, as Jason could probably tell you, is uh worth something, especially in the tight end landscape.
0: I don't know about Aaron Rodgers this
1: year. Uh, okay. In the last four weeks, Jimmy Graham checks in as the... Where
0: are you, Jimothy? Sixth tight end. There you go. Seventh. In terms of value of targets, but we'll see if he gets those targets. Right now, uh, Aaron Rodgers is—he doesn't seem like he's on the same page as his receivers. Like it's been a while since Aaron Rodgers leaned on rookie wide receivers, and you could tell that these rookie wide receivers he's leaning on—they're he's just—they're just not on the same page as him. They're not—they don't have the same football IQ. That would be like you know the twins trying to talk football with a sixth grader. Like they're just not going to understand it the way that the twins talk about it. So. I and mean, it's just uh, they're just not on the same page. It's 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 frustrating. I'll take an Aaron Rodgers comparison. Why not? yeah uh, no,
1: why not? On the other side, so the good. Jets.
0: Yo guys, this might be something that you yell at me for. You usually yell at me. Not starting Sam Darnold. I am considering streaming Sam Darnold this week. He's been really good, but I'm not gonna do it. I'll
1: I'll use his weapons: Robbie Anderson and Elijah McGuire, who I'm looking at. Robbie Anderson has seen at least seven targets in both of Darnold's games back. Uh Green Bay's allowing ten touchdowns to lead wideouts, it's the worst in the league. Sam Darnold has been above average in true throw value over the last two games. Uh he's been a lot better since he came back from injury, so with the Robbie Anderson seeing the bulk of those targets, he's been an upside wide receiver three and I think that carries over I even have him in wide receiver two territory. Also, since week eleven, Robbie Anderson is third overall in average depth of target. Behind only David Moore and Robert Foster. <laughs> the only David Tim, Moore. Got him. Tim got him. David Moore and Robert Foster. So he's getting looks over seven targets a game as well. So over seven targets a game and third in depth of target. So he's getting long shots. And the last two weeks it's been working. And like Jason said, it's a great matchup against Green Bay who gives up touchdowns to the outside receivers. Elijah McGuire, when he goes to sleep at night, uh, he t- sings to himself, 20 touches and a touchdown, 20 touches and a touchdown. Because that's what he does on Sundays.
0: I mean, yeah, he the That was weird. <laughs> I mean, it, it, but, you know, effective. Weird Thank you. but effective. Thank you. That's like my motto in life. Weird but effective. So, um. So uh, let's <laughs> Uh. Michael, anyone else on this team you guys want to talk about? Michael Herndon.
1: I think Herndon's a good play tight end. Herndon's he, become a solid high-end tight was better end, better with McCown.
0: Yeah, uh, but, I mean, I hope you have better options. Yeah, I wouldn't want to start him. I mean, but if you don't have better options and he's your streaming option, he had 53 yards last week. This is hilarious. My Jags-Dolphins,
1: sorry, that's the next game. I'm just looking at the notes because we're about to be done. My Jags-Dolphins, notes are three lines.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's go over to the Jags-Dolphins and let's get Crazy with it. Let's start with the Jags. There's no way you could possibly start anyone except Leonard Fournette. And you have to be wary about even starting Leonard Fournette. Leonard
1: Fournette admitted last week that he got taken out for Dave Williams to get work. Are we going to rely he said it was on part of the game plan? Are we going to rely on Cody Kessler to get Leonard Fournette into the end zone in one half? No. We have him as our 24th running back. There's a few guys. It's crazy. He's gonna get the over. volume,
0: but. He's going to be facing eight nine-man boxes. I mean, you have always said, like, Leonard
1: Fournette really isn't even that great. It was just the volume. Now, he hasn't been getting the volume, and he's been trash.
0: Trash, 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 trash.
1: There's that. It hasn't been good at
0: all. So, sit your Jags. uh, Well, KD
1: Westbrook is okay Uh with him as a wide receiver three. I don't know, man. He has double digits in back-to-back weeks. He did return a punt, which is why he had double digits last week, but... I mean, if you have to use him as a wide receiver three, I don't hate it, but...
0: Okay, so just in case he returns a punt?
1: No. (laughs) Come on, He also gets passing work. He's the number one target for Cody Kessler. Return punts.
0: Number one target for Cody Kessler is, like, saying, like, number one... Did I say he was a must-start or something? DDoS Westbrook 70th in true target value over the last four years. Dude, but if you have to start a Jags receiver, it's DD Westbrook. He's gonna, yeah, have, to, he's gonna have to get 12 receptions to even produce. He can return a punt. <laughs> or he can return a punt. As baby Sam is all up in my grill. Um, let's go over to the other side of the game, the Dolphins. Uh yo, guys, let me ask you guys a question. I'm about to retire from fantasy football because of Kenyon Drake. And this Adam fucking Gase. guy, Adam Gates, is allergic to Kenyon Drake. What the fuck?
1: I think Kenny and Drake talked bad about his child in like a private meeting and Gase heard about it and was like, Oh it's yeah. over.
0: Like he must they must have some kind of something on him, man.
1: If a team with like the Jets or someone who needs a running back or smart, they just offer like a fifth round pick for him in the off because 'Cause they'd get him for that.
0: And you'd have a completely explosive player who makes who does nothing but make plays when he's on the field. Yeah, basically. Or you can play Kelvin now, um Kalen. Kalen, excuse me. Not Kelvin. Uh, Kalen Balage.
1: Playable. Against Jacksonville, he has a flex appeal. It's about it. Bad yeah, matchup. Look, he looked great last week when he filled in for Frank Gore, but Frank Gore has been getting over 15 carries a game all year and has not been on the fancy radar because that has not been a good role fantasy-wise as a lead back on the Dolphins. He don't, they don't find the end zone. They just get... What, 60 yards and that's it? They're not involved in the passing work. In the passing game, they get third down backs. So, Caleb like Jason
0: said, he's more of a flex play this week. Uh, Anyone else you guys want to talk about in this game? Uh, Any of the Dolphins wide receiver options?
1: Not in this game.
0: Kenny yeah, Stills if you had to choose, but it's, it's tough. I'd stay away. Let's Stills go. is in
1: flex territory for me, but that's it.
0: Flex territory.
1: Hey folks, this is Michael just cutting in real quick to let you know that we had some technical difficulties uploading this episode regarding the Bears and 49ers game. So I just wanted to jump in to give you a quick synopsis of who we like and who we dislike from this game starting with the Bears. Mitch Trubisky is an interesting streaming option, but after coming back from the injury, he hasn't been running as much and he's on the road where he is not as good of a quarterback. So it's tough to trust him in the championship round. For the running backs, Tariq Cohen played 63% of the snaps last week against the Packers, which was the most all season. He continues to get a lot of work out of that backfield and is a very dynamic player, so he should be a solid RB2 in all formats. And Jordan Howard, although he is touchdown dependent, he's been getting over 20 carries a game the last few weeks, so he's definitely interesting as a low-end RB2 or flex option with a good shot at finding the end zone against 49ers, although... The fact that the Bears are on the road does not bode well for him. For the receivers, Allen Robinson is the only one we are trusting, but not more than really a wide receiver three. He gets the targets, but as you hear from Jason's true throw values, and you could check that out on BrotoFF.com, Mitch Trubisky is not a very efficient quarterback, so Robinson has not been super efficient with his targets. But he does get the targets. So, you got to play him if you have him. No Gabriel or Anthony Miller. Trey Burton with Mitch Trubisky has a knack for finding the end zone. So, he's an interesting low-end, tight end one option. For the 49ers, can't play Nick Mullins. Matt Breida came back last week, played the highest snap percentage of the season. So, he is definitely, as long as he's healthy, definitely someone you can roll, roll out there. The Bears are solid against the run, but... You saw them get beat up a little bit last week by the run, and besides the girly game, they haven't been locked down. For Dante Pettis, since week 11, he has 338 receiving yards. It's 15th overall, and he's only played in four games. Tyreek Hill is the only player above him on that list with only four games played, and Pettis has scored the second most touchdowns of all receivers with four during that time. He's really blossomed into a solid receiver. So we, me and Jason both like him as solid wide receiver threes this week. Uh, George Kittle, as always, lock and load, tight end one. And that's about it. So I'll get you back to the regularly
0: scheduled programming. Thank you. So there's a chance Todd really might not play. And I think it's a good chance. So let's talk about if Todd Gurley doesn't play. Because obviously you love Todd Gurley in a matchup against the Cardinals who have been one of the worst run defenses in the league this year. And Todd if Gurley, not the worst. If not the worst, right? So you're looking at a situation where Jared Goff's been disgusting. That passing literally game. Literally the worst quarterback. Literally the worst weeks. quarterback according to true uh, throw value.
1: 11 fancy points in three straight weeks.
0: It's one of the reasons volley. why I'm not in one of my championship games because I started Jared Goff. Um, also, he struggled on the road this season. So the Rams are gonna run. If he doesn't play, Joe Kelly, John Kelly, John Kelly. Excuse me. Is he a starter? Are is that someone you're plugging in and playing? If Gurley doesn't play, of course.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't but you don't you don't know, you don't know if have, he's gonna play. Yeah, they just signed C.J. Anderson. They have the other running back, Justin dude. Davis. By yeah, the way, Justin is his name? Davis. Whoever is named the starter, I'm starting. But either way, yeah. Even if Gurley comes in and plays half a game or something. He's going against Arizona, so I still think he's an RP one. If yeah.
0: you have room on your roster, pick up and he's not. They're not picked up yet. And right now, I'm checking the owning percentage. John Kelly's owned in 17% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, Justin Davis is owned in one percent. Uh, I'm one of the people who made Justin Davis's own percentage go from zero to one. I have Justin Kelly. I mean, Joe, uh, John Kelly uh, and Justin Davis on my bench and. I'm down to start one of them because James Connor is probably not going to play. So, I mean, you got to start a Rams running back against the Cardinals. And for those of you playing with Todd Gurley, you better have his backup. You you should have had Joe Kelly weeks ago. But um, let's talk about Goff. Um, literally the worst QB in the league, as Jason said. Uh, how does that make you feel about his weapons?
1: You know, I actually really like Josh Reynolds this week. He saw 12 targets last week, just missed a touchdown by like half a yard. And uh, PFF, they have, I've spoke about expected uh, opportunity and actual opportunity in the past. Josh Reynolds was 13th overall among wide receivers and expected opportunity over the last uh, three weeks. More than Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks is more than likely going to sh- draw shadow coverage from Patrick Peterson. Robert Woods is doing his thing running. He ran 70% of his routes from the slot last week, and he's just been super consistent per usual. So I love me some Robert Woods as well, but I also really like Josh Reynolds as a wide receiver three this week.
0: I Jason, You're not as high on Reynolds as Michael is.
1: Honestly, <clears throat> I think Reynolds might even be a better play than Brandon Cooks. Hmm. Just who's going to score a touchdown out of the two? Most likely it's going to be Reynolds. And if we're looking at the outside receivers, those are the people going up against Patrick Peterson. So I wouldn't be surprised if you're starting Cooks over Reynolds, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if Reynolds outplayed Cooks.
0: Uh for some reason Jason has my phone and started playing with you it. You have a pop socket. I do have a pop socket. That's um what. but I can't see what my notes are now because they're on my phone. Oh,
1: that's why you're looking at me weird.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> let's go over to the cardinal side. Um man, David Johnson. Do you know the, the most like disappointing thing about david johnson is that yes the offensive line sucks yes there's a rookie yes there's guys in the box against him but chase edwards has had Edmonds, excuse me has looked better than him in the same in the less amount of opportunities and you know he's been a very big disappointment and bust this year uh going against a rams defense that is decent against the run they got those two interior run stuffers um how do you feel about DJ, and are there any pass-catching options from Arizona that you're considering in against the Rams secondary that's been awful?
1: Uh, secondary really has been awful. They've been awful. Uh, since Akeem Talib came back, yeah. they've been pretty solid.
0: Okay. You're right. Overall yeah. on the season, they've been awful, but they actually adding only, him is a big deal. The last three games, only one
1: receiver has surpassed 50 yards. So, mm. But David Johnson... Uh, Just volume-based. He did score 17.5 points last week, which seems absurd with the way he played. 11 rushes, 33 rushing yards, and a touch. He did get into the end zone, which helped And then 3 for 68 through the air. He's going to be a volume-based RB2 for us this week. David Johnson is. I'm going to touch on running back through Target Valley because that's what we've talked about the least because, you know, that's not the main point of running backs. But if you try to find David Johnson on this list, he... By far, the most targets out of a lot of people on this list. He has a lower true target value than on Johnson. Under Te- Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson. Listen, Damian Williams, and Williams barely played this season. His targets mean nothing from Josh Rosen at the moment. They don't. And he's not running good either. So, now, he's a back-end RB2.
0: I drafted David Johnson with the second, third pick of my league. And I don't know how many times I have to look at a line that says eleven carries, thirty-eight yards, uh, four catches, twenty-four yards. That's just been the David Johnson line this year. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's disgusting. Uh, what about Larry Fitzgerald? If I had yeah. to play someone, it'd be him. But I don't. I don't want
1: to start any of the Cardinals receivers. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's move on to the Steelers at the Saints. Um, let's start over at the Steelers. Big win for them last week. Giant, huge win in terms of real life. Their defense also played out of their freaking minds, holding the Patriots outside of that one big blown coverage play to Chris Hogan that you talked about before, Michael. Um, they've been incredible. Um they held, them to, they held them to three points, the Patriots, that high-power Patriots offense. Uh, Joe Hayden played out of his mind. That whole secondary played out of their minds. So with that being said, uh, let's go over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, ben Roethlisberger on the road. How you feeling about him, Jason?
1: Uh, I'm liking Ben Roethlisberger a lot. Uh, he, he does have home road splits, but as we've mentioned, the road splits are usually when he's going across the East Coast in an early morning game. Uh the Saints have allowed a back in quarterback one recently to Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston. They both ended around quarterback 11. But those were the two most formidable opponents in terms of the amount of fantasy points they've been scoring this season because uh, Cam Newton has been playing with a bad shoulder. So it should be a high-scoring contest. The Saints are at home, presumably high-scoring. But the Saints are at home, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, I like – I'm sorry. Yeah, the Saints are at home. So I like Big Ben a lot this week. And when it comes to his weapons, I prefer Juju to Antonio Brown. Uh, If you look, there's a little bit of a pattern. Juju has been better on the road. Antonio Brown has been better at home. At home, uh, on the road, Antonio Brown has been a little bit too touchdown dependent. But, I mean, he's Antonio Brown. You're putting him out there. Juju has been the better receiver, though. Uh, I don't love uh, Big Ben, actually. They... The Saints have been awesome against quarterbacks of late when their de- their defense has completely taken a 360 from the beginning of the Honestly, year. Honestly, I think it's just going to be a duking out between two good teams. Both teams trying to find their groove back on offense, especially the Saints. I would not be surprised. Because you know what the problem is with the Saints? I'm going to get right into this. I'm just going to move to the Saints. The problem with the Saints right now, a lot of it is because there's no weapons outside of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And that's because they've been on the road a lot and went on the road. Drew Brees does not trust his secondary receivers, but what happens when he goes home? Trey Quan. Trey Quan. He says, "Hey, hey Trey, hey Mr. Quan, uh, you're looking good today. Uh, he's run more routes by like a long shot than Kirkwood, even though Kirkwood's the guy who uh, people. I don't, know. I don't know. Kirkwood's just a fun name to say, I guess. But Trey Smith has been getting a lot more work than him. And I've been saying all season, all season, that when Trey Smith is at home." You start him. His most recent home game, he was injured. Hasn't had a home game since. The offense is struggling. Traquan Smith is not a name you're going to hear in a lot of other places. If you look at the our rankings, we have Traquan Smith at thirty three, thirty one, twenty four 31, 24 spots ahead of the consensus of 54. Uh, we had someone tweet at us and said, you're a – we're going to start calling you Nostradamus if you're right about Treyquan Smith again. Bro, I think I'm going to
0: be. Would you start Treyquan Smith or Robbie Anderson? Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Alright, because I'm, I'm facing that decision. and uh, I'm, I'm going for it. So, uh, I watched an interview today with James Conner and he's saying that he got a high ankle sprain and that he feels good when he's walking. He can walk around. Um, but the quote is that he's not ready yet and he's not going to be on the field until he feels like James Conner. That team obviously has a lot of Trust in Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels got the a line share of the targets and the carries last week and produced with them. Uh, if you have Jalen Samuels in your tight end spot, uh, you're probably in a championship right now. So congratulations on that. How do we feel about uh, about Jalen Samuels?
1: Jalen Samuels had 100 yards, over 100 yards rushing last week. It
0: was his first 100 yard
1: rushing game ever. Not because he's a rookie in the NFL. Because he was also a tight end, so in college, in high school, in pee wee, he never had a hundred rushing yard game. That was his first game ever. So everyone who thinks Le'Veon Bell is a beast, how long are we just gonna have to sit back and watch James Conner and Jalen Samuels have career years?
0: Nick mentioned that on VM. Like, do you think that Le'Veon Bell's price is going down by the game?
1: Absolutely. Every, you, you do you see what's happening with Jalen Samuels? This dude wasn't some people didn't some teams didn't even want to draft him as an RB. And he just had 100 rushing yards easily. So I mean, it's a great running scheme. Whichever running back is
0: in is a high end RB two. Not to mention a a beast O line that's been playing together for two three years straight now and is under contract for another three years. Like this is you don't get that kind of continuity on offensive lines. Very rare. Yeah. So I mean, whichever one of them starts is a high end RB two, despite the tough matchup. Uh, Jason. What about the uh, the pass-catching options? The Saints' defense has been really carrying that team, and they've been really good. Marshawn Lattimore has been one of the better cornerbacks in the league again. Um, Eli Apple has been great. Uh, we didn't see that coming. As some people are, who are in New York, we know that Eli Apple gets a lot of hate from Giants fans. Uh, some of it deserved, some of it not so deserved, but he's been killing it here. Uh, how do you feel about the passing options? Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, and Vance McDonald.
1: Um, well... Antonio Brown is someone that you just don't sit ever. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, a couple of seconds ago, uh, Juju's the preferable play on the road so far this season. Uh, he's been Big Ben's go-to. So when you're in this situation where Juju's been better on the road, Antonio Brown is so good that you'd never sit him. And then Vance McDonald, uh, his 10th on true target value list over the last four weeks. He basically has been an upside tight end one for most of the season. I think they're all valuable plays in a game where there could be some scoring. Yeah, Juju has 57 receptions since week 11, tied with Devontae Adams for the most in the league. So he's been doing his thing. The Saints side, I mean, start Kamara, start Michael Thomas. I know I mean, Kamara played well last week, but overall, those two have been letting you down along with Breeze from the last three weeks. I expect them all to finally bounce back this week. I'd be shocked if they didn't. I'm not trusting Mark Ingram, man. It's been weeks since Mark Ingram has been relevant fantasy-wise. He just continues to get work and not find the end zone. And he basically needs to find the end zone with the amount of work he gets. And it just hasn't been happening. So if I own Mark Ingram, I'm pretty hesitant about putting him in my lineup. Jason? Uh, I continue to hate on Mark Ingram because he deserves it. I, I always say he's touchdown dependent. He's home dependent. They are home. But he's also game script dependent. And this game... The Saints have been struggling a little bit recently. and Their while, defense
0: has really carried them.
1: Yeah, while I do expect them to get out of their funk a little bit at home, Ingram's not someone that I think is going to do that for them.
0: They need to hit a big play. And with that being said, Michael, Smith. Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, though. Let's let's talk about that connection. If you're a Drew Brees owner and you were starting him all year, you're very disappointed about his how he's been playing the last few weeks. And because of that, Michael Thomas, you're disappointed in his production. Do you think they bounce back both of them this week? Uh, Michael, I start with
1: you. It's like Jason said, they're back at home finally, and they get a Pittsburgh team that's been solid. But I expect it to be a hard-fought game between these two, Jason? Where, awesome. they, uh, where they where <laughs> they
0: score a decent amount of points. Jason, same. Um, TreQuan Smith, you like him a lot this week. Would you start him? I said it. I would. Yes. Yeah, wide receiver three. Um, anyone else in this game you'd like to talk about? What well, about Vance McDonald's? Scored a touchdown last week. And that was it. He's so touchdown dependent. The there you go. We Low end tight end McDonald's. one per huge yeah. Yep. Um all right. Let's move on to or oh, did we talk about the Seahawks yet? No, we didn't. Let's move on to the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Let's start with the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes, 17 points. Now he's playing a Seahawks team that hasn't um allowed more than thirty points to an opponent at home since week uh, one, two, three, three against the Rams, uh where they gave up, no week four, excuse me. Week five against the Rams. Um keep pushing it back. No, nah, that's it. I, I've decided. 14. It's week it's week five. Uh so thirty three points against a high powered offense. But since then they've been shutting down teams at home, uh, including the Vikings. They held to seven. The Niners, not exactly a great offense, but they held to sixteen. Packers, they held to 24. Um, Held to 24. 16 to Nick Mullins. They're
1: giving up over 300 yards a game to quarterbacks, even the ones named Nick Mullins. The only offense that they haven't given up a lot of points to is Kirk Cousins and the Vikings right before DeFilippo got fired. So I think Mahomes is going to have a field day, and we have Tyreek Hill as our number one receiver. Tyreek Hill has 11 touchdowns on the season. Eight have been on the road. It's Tyreek Hill blow-up game again,
0: folks. Tyreek Hill's injury doesn't scare you? Nope. His bus last week doesn't scare you. Nope, nope. Tyreek Hill's bus is one of the reasons why I'm not in. I mean, in the championship. He did 11
1: touchdowns on the road. Seattle defense, not good. And he had the targets last week. He had seven targets. Just Jason Witten and I don't know who else is on ESPN. Ryan Clark might tell you that the Seattle defense is good, but it's not.
0: Jason, I mean Travis Kelsey is such a play at all times that. He's not only a tight end one. I feel like he's a wide receiver too. If you don't play with tight ends, uh, he he's a wide receiver B. one.
1: He's a the top, top two true values over the last four weeks are Terry Hill and Travis Kelsey. I'm pretty certain Travis Kelsey has top seven wide receiver numbers.
0: That's ridiculous. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> that is such a giant, giant, giant advantage. You know, Sal has Kelsey, right?
1: Chris Conley and uh, Demarcus Robinson. If there were one human being, they'd be a good play. Basically, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> <sighs> like, not. I'd be cool starting one of them, but it's just so hard knowing if you're starting the right one. Mm. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. I'd rather not take a chance. Yeah, you can't take a chance.
0: But if one of them gets hurt and doesn't play, the other one's a pretty good play. Mm. Um, anyone else on this team you guys would like to talk about? Uh,
1: I think that if Spencer Ware plays... He'll be a RB two. I would prefer if he sat out when Damian Williams played. Let me I ask agree. you a question. If, if me... Spencer Ware, sorry, if Spencer Ware plays, I had him lower ranked than I'd have him lower ranked than if he was out, because then I'd expect Damian Williams to get more work than Spencer Ware would.
0: Let me ask you a question. Do you think that there's any chance that Spencer Ware comes back, but it's still Damian Williams' backfield? No,
1: no. I think that it could be a. I mean, similar to the last game where they were together. Spencer Ware is RB two. Damian Williams is a flex play type thing. Yeah.
0: I hope I'm really hoping will plays this week. Uh I really need him to play.
1: I don't think he got wally pipped. That's a fun word to say.
0: Wally Pip is a Yank, former Yankee. I don't that's not a word. Yeah, wally pip? That's Someone pri- tweeted
1: it at us and I was like, Oh, that's kinda cool. I don't know if people say that, but Wally Pip lost his job, uh, because of injury. So I guess it's a saying outside of New York, like he got wally pipped.
0: Uh no, it's it's because the former oh, it was the former Yankee Second baseman. He got injured. He lost his job. To, to a legend. I don't remember which legend. It was um, Lou Gehrig who set the all-time starts record after he got injured. There you go. So maybe not a second baseman. He was an outfielder. But oh, Wally Pipped. Wally Pipped. Um, last game. Oh, nope. Seahawks. Pipped yeah. We did not We to not Wally Pipped We didn't do the Seahawks yet? You asked, did we do the Seahawks yet? And then you went to the Chiefs and then you skipped the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Wally Pipped didn't get hurt. He called in sick with a headache. He got benched, and then he was benched
0: forever. <laughs> Wally Pipp. Wally Pipp. Oof, that's that's rough, bro. All right. Um, uh, let's go to the season. If C. there C. was
1: a quarterback I wanted after Mahomes this week, it's Russell Wilson. Interesting. Uh, Russell Wilson is top three in the league in true target, true throw value this season, number one over the last four weeks. Efficiency has not been his issue. Volume has. And when you're looking at a game against the Kansas City Chiefs, volume should never be an issue. So I think that Russell Wilson is a very strong wide receiver one play. Quarterback one. With that said, I like Lockett and Baldwin this week. Yeah. Chris Carson, too, against the Chiefs who allow. Dude, as if Carson wasn't a safe enough player as RB2, he had six receptions last week. Yeah, exactly. Especially if Rashad Penny is out again. Ooh.
0: Carson's going to eat. Uh, anyone else you guys want to talk about in this game?
1: I mean, it's about it. It's just pretty straightforward when it comes to Seattle at this point.
0: It, it's also pretty straightforward when it comes to facing Kansas City. Like, I mean, start your guys against Kansas City because they're going to put up points on one end and they have a bad defense on the other end so the other team is going to have to throw a lot. They're going to have to score. They're going to have to get their guys all involved. With or,
1: that being said, if, if we expect the shootout here and we expect Russell Wilson to throw more, then we expect over the last four weeks the highest true throw value to be throwing more, which I think also puts David Moore into flex consideration. Very risky. He is he does lead uh, all receivers in A dot average depth of target over the last four weeks. So, something to think about. Uh, something to consider. Probably we- someone. See, this is why I'm a little concerned because you know how this Broto team we've been talking about that I've been using this formula to guess. I told Michael, I'm worried because I like my lineup this week and I don't have anyone to just plug in from free agency. I feel like, what's his face? Would it be my guy this week. I'm about to pick up David Moore and play him against Jason.
0: Interesting, interesting. Uh, the finish. Bro- do you know what I just realized? I don't know. What maybe we Drake didn't. We didn't talk see. about Robert Foster when we talked about the Bills. Yeah, we did. I talked about him. Did you?
1: Okay. Talked about how he's a myth, according to true. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. All right. So Broncos at Raiders. Uh, let's talk about this because I think Case Keenum is someone that you could stream this week. Yeah. Tim. 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 If you're in my situation and Cam Newton gets hurt. And the best players on the waiver wire are Sam Darnold and Ryan Tannehill and uh, Nick Foles. Trivia question. How many points does Oakland allow at home? I already read it. Michael? At
1: home? At home. How many points do they allow? 21. 33. Whoa. 21. Be what, a, what are they, a good team? Great defense. I thought, you gonna, I thought you were telling me they're a better defense at home. Yeah, that I was play. a trick oh. question. Nope. 33. Yeah. So, man. Timmy has a point, but... Tim, all right, real quick. Yuckers. You like doing these trivia games. Yeah. Guess when the last time Case Keenum had more than 15 fancy points was? Week 5? Week 12. Relax. It's 15, I said. Oh, there's said When 20. was the last time he had more than 20? Week 5. Week 6. What's up with you in week 5?
0: Because I already... You, he has not you, had more... You think I, I picked uh, up Case Keenum goes. and I didn't look into his stats first? Tim, man, He hasn't had more than 16 and a half fancy points since week six. How can you possibly had, play him? Because he hasn't There's played no Oakland such thing in that as time. a good
1: matchup when you have Case Keenum When he did right. play Oakland week two, he put up 15 and a half. Dude, take the shot on Josh Johnson or something. You're going to go with Case Keenum. Ugh.
0: Josh Johnson. At least take the rushes. That's gross yeah. too. I mean, I'd rather take Sam Darnold.
1: I mean, if you want someone who's going to give I'm about 12, to play Taylor
0: Haneke, bro. I'm not even. I'm not even joking, man. Sam. I got a feeling about that dude, but my feelings haven't been like your feelings. My feelings have been off lately.
1: Taylor Hennicky,
0: Tim, come I on. I subbed out Doug Baldwin for Chris Godwin at twelve fifty three. The way you turned to me and said "bro" right now, it
1: was it was like I was sitting in the same room as Danny, a priori. It was it was it was kind of weird.
0: What?
1: I don't know. He turned to me. He looked like him. He bro, like the way he says "bro," and it was just.
0: I don't know. I've been spending a lot of time with Danny lately. Great guy. Help me out today. Let's keep it at that, uh, at Danny Lopriori. Um, let's see. All right, so assuming Case Keenum has a decent game. like you can, I think Case Keenum has a safe floor of like 16, 17 points, right? So, No, I just said he hasn't reached <laughs> 17 <laughs> points this week. More like six. 13,
1: 14.
0: I don't think so. I think in this game, you, ha- you have to take – well, Matching, you could assume the
1: thirteen, fourteen, at a touchdown because the Raiders suck at home. Boom, seventeen.
0: Right, like you have to take the you have to take how much the Raiders suck into consideration. I mean, I'm just trying to help you out
1: here, but I don't believe. Or Philip Lindsay saying. just has a wonderful game.
0: Uh, Philip Lindsay can have a wonderful game plus Case Keenum can throw for. I'm her. sticking with Philip Lindsay.
1: Uh, he has zero yards before contact the last two weeks. After leading the league in that number, he is a guy that needs to get his little legs going before he can do anything. He's a he's a guy who shoots through a cannon and then you mm-hmm. can't touch him. But if you get to him before he shoots through that cannon, he ain't going nowhere. Uh the Raiders are a defense
0: that will certainly allow Lindsay to get through that cannon. Yeah. Um well put. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about the passing game? Uh right now it's a little bit of a crapshoot. Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick. It's not a crapshoot, it's Deshaun Hamilton. I mean Tim targets pa- last two weeks. Tim Patrick has also been getting those target numbers as well. But like Deshaun, he, I, we haven't even mentioned
1: Cortland Sutton. Because Sutton and DT all season, DT before he got traded, of course, were barely startable on the outside. Yeah. The only players are on the inside that Keenum can hit, and that's Deshaun. And Like I was saying, with the expected opportunity, expected fancy points on PFF, Dashaun Hamilton is top 15. So we basically just stepped into Emmanuel Sanders' role.
0: Tim Patrick is ahead he of Sutton, did. too. Yeah. Sutton is
1: Sutton's behind both of them. If yeah, you I'm had to
0: order those him. players on who you'd like to play, it goes Hamilton- Sutton, Patrick. Patrick Sutton
1: I'd go Sutton because he has a bigger big play potential than Patrick And I don't see Patrick doing much anyway hmm. So I'd go Hamilton Sutton
0: This is more of a Sutton big play kind of game It is If you want to go for it So last team we're going to talk about is the Raiders um, The Raiders I mean they just signed Doug Peter I mean uh, Nathan Peterman So that's one thing They're going, Let's talk about Doug 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 Doug, Doug. Martin um, He's been decent um, He's been getting the volume. He's not sexy, but uh, can you start him?
1: Listen, Gabe Jackson just went on IR. Osemele is banked up. The Denver's run D has been legit lately. Doug Martin is not someone I'm trying to win a championship. And right an when I IR decided no. fine, going to kind of like him last putt. week, yeah, right? he nope. goes and shits the bed. He hasn't topped 60 rushing yards in like seven weeks. So, yeah. Jared start Cook Doug Martin. has been like... Oh yeah, he's a lot insanely insanely better, better at home. Tight end one. I'm, I'm even at this point. At at home, he he literally has been.
0: I can't believe Jared Cook finally turned into a wide receiver. I mean, a tight end one after all these years of, of like having a good game around week three and then tickling everyone's pickle and then just busting.
1: Jordy Nelson's seeing almost nine targets a game the last three weeks, but he checks in at forty-sixth receiver for true target value. So, those targets don't mean much. He's basically in flex territory. And we have Jordan
0: Nelson as our
1: 42nd receiver. Yeah. He's in flex territory, but more in a PPR league.
0: Yep. Anyone else in this game you want to talk about? Derek Carr is not a streaming option, really. I think uh, we're all set, bro.
1: That's it. No eight men. Oh, Twitter no questions.
0: All right. Yeah, so, we are going to get into the Twitter questions. Jason's going to uh, to uh, take it over this time. Let's yeah, t- I've been booted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least for now. You you really fucked up last week, man. You I'm were, like, like all over the place. I'm in a... I'm in an arbitration period. Not an arbitration period. Uh, on no. a Paternity leave? No, no. When you have to like... list?
1: No, no. Not bereavement You're list. You're on the PUP? What's it called? Like when you mess up, so then you have to... Commissioner's exempt back. list? You know what's funny? No, like I messed
0: up, so now I have to earn back the right to do it. Are you talking about an NFL term or just like a regular life it's term? It's a regular life term. I don't I'm. I'm too tired to think about this right now. Wait, what's the question? Like, I was, I was
1: reading the Twitter questions, right? You guys shit on me for it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys shit on me for it. Yep, you deserve then, it to be shot on. And now you kicked me off, and Timmy said for the time being. Redemption? So, not nah. like, it's a word. All right, you know what? Shut up. You're even bad at this when you're not doing it. Uh, I'm <laughs> <No>, going <laughs> to take over. You know what? I'm ready to go. You know what's funny, actually? Um, we'll do this one first, because at Hidden the Jimmy. Um, Hidden the Jimmy. the Jimmy is his Twitter name. He tweeted us a question. I told him, check out rankings later, and then we'll answer it on the pod. He actually just tweeted at us, like, your rankings didn't help much help. And I was like, we're answering it now, bro. <laughs> so we're answering it now. He, um, let's see, got me this far after losing a few players. Thanks, pal. Thanks for listening. So it all comes down to this. Half PPR pick two. Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams, Josh Gordon.
0: One more time. Wow.
1: I'm going to answer, and then I'll let you guys. Got- Travis Landry, Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams, Josh Gordon. I think that it's funny because Robbie Anderson probably isn't my favorite of the bunch. Robbie Anderson kind of is though. He's the guy that I want in my lineup. I agree. And I think Me that too. if Keenan Allen does not play, Mike Williams is the answer.
0: I agree as well. If uh, Keenan Allen plays, I'm going Landry. See, my my initial reaction is I would go with Williams and um and Robbie Anderson if Keenan doesn't play. If he does play, I would go Josh Gordon, Case Keenum. I'd go Landry over Gordon. I mean I mean I don't uh, like Gordon's matchup with Tredavious White. Uh his true target
1: value's been low lately. Brady hasn't been playing very well. I'd rather go Landry. Try I'm, to I'm with Jason. Mayfield's been a lot better than Brady recently. I'm I'm agreeing with Jason on this one. All right. There you go. Jimmertons. Moving on to Danny Donato at Crunch Pants. My first championship run. What defense should I go with? The Ravens or the Browns? I dropped the Eagles for the Browns matchup. All right. So, Michael, where are our rankings at? We have Cleveland at 13, Baltimore at 15. So, both not great. but So, I would say to that, check out our rankings. There's probably a team that we like better, right? But of the two, we have Baltimore facing... It's because the Chargers are a pretty tough matchup for uh, Baltimore. And then Cleveland's facing Cincy. So, it's really a matchup thing. Yeah, Cleveland probably gives you more upside. Uh, Baltimore is the safer play. I don't expect the... Chargers to go off on them, but if they give up like a if they don't get that many turnovers, give up a decent amount of points, they're not really going to get you that much.
0: I think Cleveland is the absolute safe play and the upside play. I think they're the much better matchup this week. I think they're the better play. All right, next we got Re- press Re- real quick. Go for it. When you're going, when you're choosing defenses, it's very important. Don't choose the defense that you think is going to let the least amount of points score. That's not the goal. You want a defense. It's going to create turnovers and you want a defense that's going to um, create touchdowns.
1: Rams and Chiefs D were great plays in that gauntlet matchup where yeah. they scored over
0: 100 points. Exactly. And that's that that really just shows exactly what you need to know right there. Um if you have Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, uh, I want the guys that are going to pick off his passes instead of the guys who are going to pick off Philip Rivers passes.
1: Okay, next up, Preston at the Coach Kid ninety six. Goff, Rivers or Rodgers as his quarterback. I think we're pretty dead set on not starting Goff after his awful performances
0: recently. Especially when you got those two other guys. Uh
1: Rivers or Rodgers is tough. Rivers has been the definition of efficient and uh but he's playing solid, Baltimore. but he's playing Baltimore and also he's been solid but not with the highest ceiling. I think I'd give the go to Aaron Rodgers.
0: Aaron Rodgers is the player. Yeah.
1: All right, next up. At Houston, better with a spider emoji as his name. Running back two play, Jamal Williams or Chris Carson. I'm going Chris Carson every day of the week. Me too. He's you, just been he get doesn't get enough respect.
0: You can't sit Chris Carson at this point no. if you have him.
1: He almost he basically scores a touchdown every week He's with eighty yards every week. Running back two. All right. Oh, he asked another question. James Winston, Josh Allen, or Nick Foles? Like I think this is the, uh, Josh Allen.
0: Josh Allen, hundred percent.
1: Now look. I'd say Allen Winston-Foles is my order. Is it gross? Yes.
0: Do you have to take a shower afterwards? Yes. I mean, there's a risk with Allen, but at this point, it's worth taking that risk. Yeah. I mean, look, Jason one time sat... Twice. Twice sat Tom Brady for Blake Bortles in the championship and won a championship like that. You cannot be afraid to make bold decisions and starting Josh Allen... Is one of those bold decisions that isn't even that bold, considering he's been the number one quarterback across everything.
1: Yeah, this is what that reminded me of. Two, two of the last three years in our main money league, I've won the championship. Blake Bortles is my quarterback in Week 16 both times. Coming up next, Brian O'Toole at the Hockey Freak. Uh, he wants. He's asking about running backs. He needs two. Mac, Connor, DJ, and Jamal Williams. If Connor plays, it has to be Mac and Mac, Connor, or Mac and. Jamal Williams, Other you'd arms. play Jamal Williams. I'd go Williams over, DJ. over DJ. Yep.
0: Who's Who's Arizona playing again? Uh, what if
1: Aaron Rodgers doesn't play Rams? If Aaron and Rodgers Mars. doesn't play. I'm going DJ over Williams. Yes. So here's the contingency. We're going Mac Connor. Connor's out. Mac Williams. Rodgers out. Mac, Mac, Mac DJ.
0: DJ. I would go Mac DJ regardless. No For Connor. No, no. I would, Sorry. Okay. In, so in the second regardless. scenario. So the answer is Mac and Connor if they both play. But if, in my opinion, if Mac, DJ, if second. then DJ Mac and DJ. All right, we got Anthony Campise at Ital Style 61, Denver D or pick
1: up and play Indy D. Uh, looking at our rankings here, we have Indy at seven, Denver at ten. So there's our answer. Uh, Indianapolis has been a very good defense. Derek Carr hasn't really been turning the ball over that much. Oakland's matchup seems the Oakland matchup is a little. Bait, but not really a reward.
0: Both of these are good plays.
1: Connor Staten at Staten Connor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cooper or Evans? Amari. Coop. Coop. He's home. Nooper. was home against a terrible secondary. All right, we got got uh, Preston
1: eats. at the Coach Kid 96. A good amount of questions here. Goff or Mitch Trubisky? We're on Trubisky, right? Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle or Shady McCoy? Does Shady McCoy even play this week? He practiced this week Standard and Michelle. Half Michelle
0: Full I'd probably go McCoy <sighs> It's hard to go Michelle Especially because He lost volume last week And He lost volume last week And he hasn't gotten The end zone in three weeks um, And James Devlin Has been getting those Red zone Carries Man I think I'm gonna go Shady here
1: And then next up Tyler Boyd or Lockett Well Boyd is injured So he said I could also Pick up DJ Moore.
0: I'd go Lockett over more well. Lockett it, Lockett it up uh, Look, look, a lot of people don't just want to admit it. Tyler Lockett has been a safe wide receiver, too, all year.
1: Tim, sorry for this one. I'm going to read the whole tweet. Styles at Styles Wilbur. As long as it's not Tim answering because he found a way to lose to the Dirty Lambs this week. That's true. Ian Thomas or Brait tight end spot. I'm going to keep rolling with Brait. It's so disgusting that at least he has a chance to find the end zone.
0: Uh (sighs) Ian Thomas is an intriguing play with a backup quarterback. Henneke. But you don't want my advice, so I'm not gonna give it to you. So, eh. ooh, burn.
1: Trevor at rhinosaurus 17 Jamal Williams or Damian Williams? Uh, I think this is an easy. If Spencer wears out, Damian. Without a doubt. Spencer wears in. Jamal.
0: Just look at the offenses. If if you are considering the Packers offense to be equal to the Kansas City Chiefs offense, then you must be in last year. And if that's the case, then please introduce you know me to your time machine. Guys,
1: we will update our rankings before Sunday because there are a bunch of injuries to And deal on with, Fantasy but. Pros it's a lot easier. We can just log on and Boom, boom, and they're just fixed on the website.
0: And on top of that, we're going to be having a live stream, like I said in the beginning of the show, on Sunday. So check out that live stream, and we will have all of our updates right up until 1230, right up basically until game time. So uh, everything will be updated. Stay with us at Broto Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram, BrotoFF.com, uh, and um, that Sunday live stream. But we're going to plug all that in a second.
1: Trevor has a second question. This one's tougher. We're, we're going to say Breeze.
0: But it's tough. Breezer Mayfield. Look at, you make fun of Michael, and here you are doing the same thing Michael did.
1: Literally the first time I did it, and I'm telling you guys the question. Breezer Mayfield. Answer
0: the question before you even asked it. Can I earn my
1: job back? Breezer Mayfield.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to do this. Breeze. Clearly, the hostess with the most is me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Breezer Mayfield. I um, don't even eat hostess. Breeze is at home.
1: Mayfield's safe hostess snacks. Breeze is at home. All right. Uh John at John and a whole bunch of numbers that are a lot. Derek Henry, Mark Ingram, Dalvin Cook, Doug Baldwin, Mike Williams. Start two. Holy moly. Henry Let's and go Cook. over that again. Let's knock You're Ingram out of it. The... Easy for me.
0: Baldwin. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's Henry, Cook, Baldwin, and Mike Williams. Would you start Mike Williams over any of them if Keenan Allen was out? <sighs> it's tough, but probably not because of the matchup. Who the Henry, Henry and Cook are gotta, two guys you, you can count gotta on Got right to play now. Henry and Cook. Yeah. Okay, and then we got Bick at Billy O'Nick from the Brodo Redraft League. What's up, man? Davy J or Jamafel Williams. Okay. Oh, Jamaffal. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Davy J versus Jamaal Williams. I he's getting creative here. Not, Not his best look. work. Davy J is and David Johnson.
0: Yeah. And Jamaal,
1: And this kid thinks he's gonna beat me in Madden. He's in for a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: would go with
1: uh, I think it's the conversation we had David. earlier. You said David, we said Jamal Mr. Yeah. Awful Yeah we did just
0: have that conversation Okay Jason your eyes are super green Because of the green shirt you're wearing you throwing me off bro Dope
1: Jordan Rohrer At Bronco Jordan Dak or Rivers
0: Dak. I like Dak guys yeah. I think he played Dak this week
1: Okay Um. At Anthony Compise At ItalStyle61 Um. Okay so he has a few questions He has Henry and Kamara in right now Hunter <laughs> Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara yeah, We right didn't now. talk
0: about it. Hunter Henry Activated off the IR Practicing Shoot. a little bit
1: Shh. He has Damien Williams and James Connor on the bench. Well, then. And who's he starting? And no flex. Quite a conundrum. Starting Henry and Kamara. He has Damien Williams and James Connor on the bench. This is tough as a. And bowl. no flex. Cool. I don't see. I'm going to have to say Connor's out of this. I don't see how you don't play Kamara and Henry, right? Henry. Yeah, but you're making the right Damien toys. If where is out Damien Williams against Seattle in a. Oof,
0: I would play him over Henry if if wears out.
1: I think Connor just coming back from injury. If he, I wouldn't go with him.
0: No, Connor's on If not it's man, I PPR,
1: I put Williams over Henry. Okay, if that's wears a decent out. point. Half point. I would probably give the slight edge to Henry just because I think of you what have to happened. go Henry at this point. All right, and then the last question: Looking to Week 17, he's trying to stash a defense. He's a Week 17 championship person.
0: Uh, ugh. We'd rather. Yo, can I just thing? make a PSA real quick? Go for it. Yo, yo, yo! Listen, people. Yo, listen. People. Let me talk to you. Let me talk. Shh. Mm. Let me talk. Mm-hmm.
1: To nah, you. let me talk to the people real mm. quick. Real just quick. Talk to mm. you. Let me talk to you. Mm. Let me talk to mm. you. You guys are annoying let me as fuck. Talk to
0: you. Let me talk to the people. People. If your fantasy championship is in week seventeen, Michael, what would John Gruen say to that? I'm sorry. What would Mike Ditka say to that? Come on, man. Nah. That's what Randy Moss would say. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. Tell your league commissioner, if you're the league commissioner, change that bullshit, man. What are you doing? Why do you want to see who's a champion with backups in? You're not testing who the champion is. You're testing who has the number one waiver priority. That's all you're testing. Get out of here with that shit. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Glad okay. that's over. it's nah, true, though. It's so true. Speaks facts. Even Next week, we're not even. Gonna, we're going to be doing like Offseason stuff And we're just gonna mention A couple guys who might play Like no one cares About week 17 You shouldn't oh, either We're probably gonna cover it Okay I mean we'll cover it But Houston Versus Jacksonville
1: Seattle Versus Arizona Colts at Tennessee Which defense Should he stash?
0: Houston Houston
1: It's either Houston Or Seattle I go Houston yeah. That's it folks
0: I'm playing Miami's defense Against week ten, against Jacksonville this week. That's a wrap Alright guys Um, You can find Michael at Mike underscore Patrop. You can find Jason at... At Jason Patrop. You can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real... Brodo Fantasy on real Frisky. Instagram. Frisky. What are you taking my job? You can find us all on Instagram. Brodo Fantasy. Instagram. Brodo Fantasy uh, is on Twitter only. Psych! It's also on Instagram. Um, hey. Brodoff.com. Also, if you want to check out our podcast, our true value and true, uh, two target value and true throw value formulas that Jason invented by himself and has been testing for the last five, six weeks, Maybe longer, more. longer than longer than that. We it's wanted to unveil it to you gone. when we knew we could trust it. We could trust it, like we've we been better saying. Time than now, right? Jason found his way into a championship with a team that had no business being there because he played Deshaun Hamilton when he ha- when he must. He played uh, Kenny Hollid. Stills. Kenny Holliday. Kenny Stills when he had to. He played um, who else did you Robbie play? Anderson. Robbie Anderson last week when you went off. Jason has been using this formula uh, to his advantage and now it's time for you to use it to your advantage. Go check it out. BrotoFF.com BrotoFantasy.com also is going to be the hub but you know, uh, what we didn't know is it takes well, how long does it take to transfer domains? A couple of of weeks. takes a couple of weeks so we had to do brotoff.com because we couldn't just sit here and wait for the domain to transfer Pfft, while you please. guys are in championships bro we gotta please. help you out um and also the live stream with nick the lamb and Impi from degeneration bets we're gonna come together um if you are not in your championship but still want to play fantasy football well guess what you are going you are in luck because dfs gives out the most money of any week Pfft. this week that's right um so if you're not in it, come check it out. Nick and Impey, the DFS gurus, are going to give you the DFS angle. And Michael and Jason and myself, the Fantasy Football Yearly gurus, are going to give you the information on the yearly angle. So uh, come check that out. Uh, we'll have more information on the Twitter at BrotoFantasy.com. We'll have more inst- information on the Instagram at BrotoFantasy. And we're going to have more information in general coming to you. But until then... Good luck in your championships. I hope we helped. I hope that you have John Kelly on your bench if you're a Todd Gurley owner. Until then, see ya. Later. Peace.